Welcome to Wizard Team, a Harry Potter cast for true Potterheads. Each week, we discuss a chapter from the series with all of our knowledge of the world of Harry Potter. Be warned, this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. I'm Bayana. And I'm Robin. We're really excited to go through the chapters and discuss all of our thoughts and feelings about the world of Harry Potter. Today, we are discussing chapter 38 of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, The Second War Begins. Uh, first, we have some announcements and reminders. We're in the same place! That's not an announcement or a reminder, but... It's an announcement! But there's also... She's back! There's a news section. We have some announcements and reminders. We want this podcast to be interactive and want to know your thoughts, so please feel free to tweet along with us. You can use the hashtag WizardTeam on Twitter to follow along. Um, love our blog, love Wizard Team. have a few extra galleons lying around. Consider becoming a Patronus. Or just donate to Black Girls Create. You can go to blackgirlscreate.org slash donate. Um, and we also have Wizard Team merch. So you can head over to our website to step up your nerd fashion and stationary game. I just got a t-shirt and a mug. And they are really cute. They're like super cute. And if you're coming to Universal Fan Con, see me. See me. Um, <laughs> Step their game up. Step up your game, yeah. If you want to support us but don't have the funds to do so, or even if you do and you're already supporting us, please rate and review us on iTunes. Yeah, you can rate and review us on the other podcast apps and things, but on iTunes, please. Thanks. Also subscribe to Black Witches Weekly, our newsletter curated by Wizard Bay Deborah. Um, with nerd news and links to what's been going on. So if you want to be in the know, be sure to subscribe. You can do that at blackgirlscreate.org. And as we wrap up book five, we're going to do a live tweet of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. This, the movie, I can't see. Um, Join us Saturday, April 7th at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 p.m. Central. Some, like... 7 a.m. if you're in the UK or whatever. I don't know. Double check that. Timeanddate.com. But yeah, join us. We will watch the movie and use the hashtag WizardTeam and hashtag H-P-O-O-T-P. Basically the title of the book. Yeah. um, It's this Saturday. This Saturday. This, like, at the end of this week, you listen to it on Wednesday. Are you listening to it correctly? Are you caught up? Or is this the last episode that we have uploaded? Is, are there no more episodes? Okay, so then it's Saturday. Do it. April 7th. April 7th. Be there. Or or love yourself and don't be there. No. No. Be there. Or be there. And no. Love, love yourself and hang out with us. Yeah. That's- Even if it's a bad movie, like, do you know how much fun we have watching bad movies together? I mean, come on. Um, okay. And now, Wizard Team News. Um, Black Girls Create is headed to Universal FanCon. Um, we have some really dope panels planned, um, as well as our first Wizard Team Live. Um, so we'll be there the whole weekend. Come say hi. Talk nerd things with us. You know, hang out. We'll All we want to do is talk nerd stuff with our nerd friends. We do. Um, we do. Um, also, reminder. Oh, my God. Sorry. We're, I don't, I'm really? not going to get into it fully. I just, it's just a reminder. I'm not going to, no rants, no nothing. It's just a reminder. Okay. Wizard Team is brought to you by Paramedic. Not Spew. It's brought to you by Paramedic. This has been a public service announcement. <laughs> all it is. It's all I want people to know. 
That's all I need. Yeah, that's it. But you know, I'm the one. I'm the problem. I, all that's right. The problem. So we have a new Patroni, Patronus. Another one. Another one. Oh my god! And you know what? It actually is another one because it's Portia. Another yes. So it's another one. You know, like y'all get it? Y'all, you got okay. We'll move on. We appreciate you. She came in the slack hard. Like, was like, y'all, boom, I'm here. I'm Portia. I got nerd thoughts and feelings. And I was like, welcome. She's also, you know, her nerd thoughts and feelings coincide with my own. So, good to have someone. But this also means, like, first of all, thank you, Portia. You're the best. Uh, Another one. You loyal. You smart. We appreciate you. Um, This also means that we have two Portias in the chat. (laughs) Um, which is a first. Portia, but, new Portia, I guess. We're going to be calling it, what? What did we say? Sailor Portia and Shady Portia, I think is what we... Is that what we decided? I think so. I might have missed part of it, so that's... Okay. Well, Shady Portia, you know who you are. She's not always a good influence, especially if she and Imani get going, you know what I mean? So don't follow her lead, but welcome to the chat. We're excited to hear what you got to say. Um, Yeah. You want to yeah. get into this um, here last chapter? It's airy season. This just n- still. So happy, happy another Aries birthday, Bayana. What else you want? No, from us? I don't. I don't need Two any shout outs. We don't have any birthdays this week. Magical birthdays this week. I'm not saying shout out me. I'm just saying shout out the fact that it's airy season. That's all. Okay, I'm gonna do the same when it's Cancer season. Uh, I, I don't know what it means. That. I don't particularly care, that. but I'm gonna do the same. Let's get into this chapter. Previously on Wizard Team, um, there was a lot of dumble splaining going on. All of the dumble splaining. All of the dumble splaining. Um, and he told Harry. Well, first of all, Harry has a lot of feelings. He's he's very um, sad and grieving over Sirius while also being really angry at everyone. Even though it's his fault. Even though it's his fault. He's angry at himself. He's angry at other people. He should be angry at Dumbledore or angrier at Dumbledore. Um, but Amani's got that covered for him. Yeah. So I think it's fine. I think we have the balance of like who, you know what I mean? Everyone's yeah. getting the blame that they deserve. Um, yeah. May, yeah. Um, and then Dumbledore tells Harry about kind of like why he's been ghosting him this whole time. Um, Which was not a good. It wasn't a good tactic. He admits that it's not a good tactic, but it wasn't a good tactic, and it like really definitely fucked some shit up. Um, and it's the reason that it's Harry's fault that these things went terribly. Um, and then he then told uh, Harry about the prophecy, which is the entire reason that Voldemort uh, came after Harry in the first place and has been thwarted by him four times. Five times maybe at this point which is still can we all never forget never forget that voldemort his entire goal was to live forever homeboy died at 70 He's being bested by a child yeah like eight times yeah so so those are things that have happened um apparently Dumbledore considered making Harry prefect for some reason and then didn't and then said Ron. I don't know. I don't know why Dumbledore thinks there's only two fifth year boys um, in Gryffindor, but apparently he does. And it is a huge slight to Dean Thomas, who's working his ass off 
trying even, to get his magical education. I mean, at this point, like, I take it as canon that Seamus blows everything up, even though that's not really in the books. But even Seamus is even a better Neville. Seamus. I mean, they just, Seamus just minds his business. Like, he did come in salty with Harry, but then he was like, all right, I mean, I guess. But, like, so did half of the Wizarding world was, like, Harry tripping. be crazy. I don't know. So you can't really blame Seamus for, you know, not having good media literacy. But what you can do is make Dean prefect because it's the only thing that really. It's really simple. It's so simple. It's so simple. All right, let's let's go into this last chapter of Order of the Phoenix. Um, so we oh we have <laughs> okay. The chat is done already. You're you're fired. Word word. I mean, I do feel like we should read this one out. Luna, please. Shoot. Luna, you are trying to get got. How about we don't? You don't. You we don't want to know your thoughts or feelings. You don't speak English. Go over there. <laughs> Um, okay, so I do think we should say it. It's a problem. Um, but I guess if Kanye, well, it's Amani, but Kanye is really Speaking passionate. through Amani? Yeah. Or Amani, Amani speaking, speaking through Kanye? Yes, about this Dean making Dean a prefect campaign, um, saying that Albus Dumbledore doesn't care about black people. And so that's a thing. Y'all can... Do with that what you will. If you were a Patronus, you could be in the chat so we didn't have to say this out loud because I don't want to encourage it. You know? I just don't want to. I feel like. I don't feel like he's wrong. So. I just feel like we should encourage this behavior. But that. Okay. Let's get. Let's. Um, second word is beginning. Yeah. And we don't have Connie. So this is going to be read in a regular ass bionic voice. <laughs> So Wait, I can I can do it. I can do it. Are you, are you sure? <clears throat> In a brief moment. <laughs> Wait, you have to read the t- title oh, first, true. too. He who must not be named returns. In a brief statement Friday night, Minister of Magic. I Corn- think we should. I think we should. I think I think the regular Bionic voice is probably fine. I think so. I think so. <laughs> Yikes. Um, he who must not be named returns. Uh, in a brief statement Friday night, Minister of Magic Cornelius Fudge confirmed that he who must not be named has returned to this country and is active once more. It is with great regret that I must confirm that the wizard styling himself Lord, well, you know who I mean, is alive and among us again, said Fudge, looking tired and flustered as he addressed reporters. It is with almost equal regret that we report the mass revolt of the Dementors of Azkaban, who have shown themselves averse to continuing in the ministry's employ. We believe that the Dementors are currently taking direction from Lord Thingy. Can we just talk about how lame it is if you're going to be the Minister of Magic? And you can't say Voldemort? And you can't say Voldemort? Yeah. It kind of reminds me of this other muggle person. Um, uh, he's a resident in our White House. Oh. He keeps it in tippy-toppy shape. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Um, and how he can't say anything bad about Russia. Oh, uh-huh. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's making parallels here. Which is like hilarious because this book is almost 20 years old. Yeah, I mean, and the other thing too for me is that like, Dumbledore told him all this shit was gonna happen. And he had no like... (laughs) (laughs) It's not as cute as when Aminata's interrupting. No. Not at all. It's not. She doesn't bite. 
Okay. Keep going. Um, but yeah, like I be I just feel like it's it's one of those things where she definitely could have told uh or she he could have just listened to Dumbledore in the first place. Instead he wanted to protect his image and he wanted to, you know, get he he was feeling his weedies, to be honest. He was like, I don't need Dumbledore. I am my own man. I don't have to listen to him, and I'll look at you. About to get sacked. We urge the magical population to remain vigilant. The ministry is currently publishing guides to elementary home and personal defense that will be delivered free to all wizarding homes within the coming month. Um, so I have a question about that because, yeah, wizarding families need to know how to like defend themselves from Voldemort, but Voldemort is targeting muggles. So are you like expecting them to just fend for themselves or they got to pay to get the thing or like how do you how do you protect the people who are actually in trouble um when well, they're not supposed to know that you exist it's also muggle borns that too that was my other question too, um, like what about muggle borns because if they're especially if they're underage right like what are they gonna do so there's about so their families? many issues with with this with the ministry and like they and the supremacy, like we've talked about, which is mm-hmm. what leads to Voldemort so easily, like mm-hmm. grabbing power and then retaining power and then getting power back. Um, but one of these things, too, is just the idea that, like, we've come up with a solution for the people that we care about and the rest of y'all just fend for yourselves. Mm-hmm. Which is, in turn is why, is why you need a statute of secrecy, because... When they know that you exist and you treat them like they're beyond you, like numbers, then they come after you. I mm-hmm. swear for God. But yeah, I mean, I also like, it is a systemic thing and we've talked about this like lots of times. Also, I don't know that their protection would even be adequate because, well, one, we do see later in, at the beginning of half of Prince, um, that like when Harry gets the plant pamphlet with like the elementary whatever safety things, he's like, this isn't really helpful because it's not actually gonna do nothing. And so I feel like even with muggles, it's not really gonna do nothing. They leave the visitors' entrance open at the Ministry of Magic. Like they just don't know how to protect themselves. So expecting them to also protect muggles seems like a a reach. A reach, yeah. Expecting too much of them. Yeah. Um. I. Don't- I think it's really funny. So there's been like a lot of talk about like the, you know, the young people's like political movement, how they've gotten activated and stuff. And someone said like they grew up reading Harry Potter. They know how to work around an ineffectual government. And I was like, if that ain't the goddamn truth, because the ministry, like they don't know what the fuck they're doing. They just, they put it together and they were like, oh, guess we're just, I don't know. We're just here now. Good enough. We're just here. <laughs> what? Um, the ministry's statement was met with dismay and alarm from the wizarding community, which as recently as last Wednesday was receiving ministry assurances that there was no truth whatsoever to these persistent rumors that you know who is operating amongst us once more. Details of the events that led to the ministry turnaround were still are still hazy, though it is believed that Hugh must not be named and a select band of followers known as Death Eaters gained entry into the Ministry of Magic itself on Thursday evening. Albus Dumbledore, newly reinstated headmaster of Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry, reinstated member of the International Confederation of Wizards, and reinstated chief warlock of the Wisengamot, um, was unavailable for comment last night. He has insisted for a year that you-know-who was not dead, 
as was widely hoped and believed, but recruiting followers once more for a fresh attempt to seize power. Meanwhile, the boy who lived, um, there you are, Harry. I knew they'd drag you in here somehow, said Hermione, um, who was reading the paper out loud, basically. Um, they're all kind of in the hospital wing. Ron and Hermione are the only two who are still, like, in the hospital because, like, Luna didn't really get hurt. I think she got, like, stunned or something, and then she was probably fine. Neville and, uh, Jenny only had broken bones, and we know Madame Pomfrey can mend those in a heartbeat. In her sleep. Um, but Hermione and Ron are having, like, slight, they're just more stuff, Which, so you know like, what? in the thing. I don't want to be that person, but I'm gonna be that person, which is, like, Y'all shouldn't have followed his ass, especially Hermione. This is the one time, like, this is a throwback. This is the throwback to chapter one, book one of Ain't Nobody Asked You to Sit on That Wall, McGonagall. Like, you didn't do, you didn't really help the situation at all. So, I don't know why you did it. And, like, with Hermione, it's like, you knew, you knew it was a trap. You knew. You should have been like, how about this? Y'all go, I'ma stay at Hogwarts, call me if it goes, if something goes wrong, which I know it will, and I'll gather reinforcements. But I'll be the person, I'll be um, the, the girl behind the computer, you know what I mean? Like they don't, know how, they don't have computers, but you know what I mean? I'll be the, I'll be tech support. They don't have tech. I'll be magic support. You can only be magic support in person. You're not supporting them. It's fine. Just say you're not going to support them. <laughs> it's cool. Um, so uh, he's the boy who lived again, though. Um, now, though, isn't isn't he, said Ron. Not such a show-off maniac anymore. Uh, um, so he's salty, but rightfully so. Because they've right. been doing the most and didn't say, like, uh, so Hermione says. Um, the Daily Prophet acts like they did Didn't, nothing they wrong. had nothing they so hermione's like no they're very complimentary about you now harry a lone voice of truth perceived as unbalanced yet never wavered in his story forced to bear ridicule and slander i noticed they don't mention the fact that it was them doing all the ridicule ridiculing and slandering though so they're just like completely removed from the entire situation had no culpability no wasn't telling weren't telling folks for a year that the that voldemort wasn't back like they had nothing to do with it no they alone have been the lone voice of truth mm-hmm Media Fair and balanced. Can, yeah, media you can trust. Um, so, um, Ron still has uh, deep welts in his forearms where the brain tentacles had wrapped around him. According to Madame Pomfrey, thoughts could leave deeper scarring than almost anything else. Though she started applying copious amounts of Doctor Ubley's oblivious unction, um, which seemed to make it make an improvement. The fact that they have a thing to just like help with that shit, yeah. It's life. It's life. Um, and then Hermione, the curse that uh, Dalahav had used on Hermione, though less effective than it would have been if he had been able to say the incantation out loud, had nevertheless caused, in Madame Pomfrey's words, quite enough damage to be going on with. Um, Hermione was taking 10 different types of potion every day, and even though she was improving greatly, um, was already bored of the hospital wing. Madame Pomfrey is that one. She really is. Because she, like, like <laughs> just... The fact that they went to, like, this, how they even got injured is, like, and obviously, like, Voldemort's gonna tell him, like, uh, I mean, not Voldemort, sorry. Dumbledore's gonna tell him, or tell her, like, this is what happened, it's cool, like, just, you know, do your magic, work your magic or whatever, but still. Right. Like, <laughs> 
Like, like you were cursed by a Death Eater because you went to the Ministry of Magic. You picked up a brain. I mean, you were cursed. So you didn't just do it of your own volition, but like, you picked up a brain and now I have to give you Dr. Ubley's Oblivious Unction, which also just, we didn't point it out. Shout out to that alliteration. Very important. Also, I wonder how much of that. So Hermione's taking 10 different potions. How many times a day? Every day. It doesn't say how many times, but she's taking 10, 10 different potions. potions. She's, she's on a cocktail. Yeah. I wonder how many times um, what Lockhart, how many times per day Lockhart has taken co- uh, Oblivious un- Unction, Dr. Ubley's Oblivious Unction. And it ain't doing nothing. <laughs> well, it's not supposed to. It's not supposed to. Well, no. Isn't it supposed to help? It is supposed to help. It is helping. Yeah. Lockhart it, is a, is be. that one with the <laughs> Obliviate spells. Yeah. Well, this is like. It is doing something. It's just different. I don't know. It's a potion, not a spell. I don't know how it works. I don't know. I think they do different things. I don't know. But, but Amani says. Like, but I wonder if you take it like. So like right now he's taking it for like physical. Um, I mean, it's weird because it feels like it feels like physical manifestations of like mental. Like a mental attack. Like I wonder what Ron like other than them like wrapping and constricting around him. Like I wonder if he there was like images in his head or if he like all of a sudden was like um bombarded like self-doubt or something like i'm not sure if that's the case i'm like just yeah making shit up but i wonder if that's part part of it i don't know i wonder if it like causes so i've been watching guys i found a new show so i finished elementary which was sad but i found a new show um perception it's only three seasons so i'm gonna be done with this like tomorrow but he is a paranoid schizophrenic and he has solutions and um Hallucinations. hallucinations. Thank you. Hallucins. Oh. <laughs> Delusions and hallucinations together is hallucins. Um, and he has like one hallucination that he has like a whole relationship with basically. And I wonder if that's kind of like you get like schizophrenic. To, like so you're seeing someone else's thoughts mm-hmm. but that you know that they're like separated from your own. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, I feel like it doesn't give you enough, like, yeah. or we don't get enough of, like, what happens, what happens to Ron. But I also think that that's fine. Like, it's not a critique. Somebody You're write that fanfic. Right, like, it's it's not a critique because we're in the Department of Mysteries. Like, who the fuck knows? And that's fine. Right. Um, But yeah, but it's like, there's lots of kind of space there to just, like... Play in. Yeah, and think about. Um, So, the rest of the Daily Prophet has... Um, like, these are the names of the, of the articles in it. Uh, you know whose last attempt to take over, pages two and four. What the ministry should have told us, page five, slash what we should have reported and what, actually done work what, on. What like, we should have, you know, gleaned the job we journalism. Done. Yeah. <laughs> um, why nobody listened to Albus Dumbledore, pages six to eight. Exclusive interview. Why we didn't listen to Albus Dumbledore. Right. Exclusive interview um, with Harry Potter, page nine. Not that exclusive because um, it came from the Quibbler. Exactly. So basically they, they're just recycling articles at this point. Um, uh, Luna's dad sold um, them that article um, and got a very good price for it. So they're going to go on an expedition to Sweden this summer to see if they can catch a crumple horde snorkack. Hermione seemed to struggle with herself for a moment and then said, that sounds lovely. And I just want to her shout best out. best Porsche voice. Shady Porsche voice. <laughs> Shady Porsche voice. Um, I, I do want to like 
shout out her because I just, you know, even I don't, I am going to go farther back. But before that, even as um, recent as earlier this year, she would have been like, that is fake. That's not real, and I'm sorry. And your bunny's your dead. And you're wasting your money. Get that's over what I was going to say. Like, the, the dead bunny thing. Like, you didn't dread that that was happening. So, I don't know why you're crying like this. <laughs> but so, also, like, I, feel a, I feel a way about it because, like, I mean, I guess people don't normally get paid if they do interviews. Um, and Rita definitely didn't get paid, so I guess I don't feel bad. Well, that but was Rita well, see, didn't that get paid. was my thing too, right? Like that was like, my thing. I was like, that's kind of like if it was not Rita, yeah, then I would be mad. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because I'm like, wow. So the person who actually wrote this thing is not yeah. going on vacation. Like, yeah, they you sold their article that they wrote. All you did was put it in the. Especially if you're like, what is publishing when you're um, in a magical community? You're not doing anything. You're just waving your wand, and all of a sudden the pages are together you know what i mean like you're well, not... you have to edit and stuff like that i guess and it seems like with the quibbler is touching none of my shit <laughs> it seems like with the quibbler cinephilius is not just publishing it he's like writing the majority of the stuff true who are you true. gonna get to write about stubby borgman true right that is very true so um so yeah so yeah i just i don't it, it feels gross but because it's rita skeeter i'll allow it she did way more unethical. I mean, shit. she and profited like, off of she profited so much off of Harry's a nut job, Harry's wrong, Harry's an attention seeker for two years. Like she built up with her all of her writing in well, just a year of, because she oh right because she was profit this year. Yeah, she was <laughs> in a jar. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, she wasn't in a jar, but yeah, you know, metaphorically what I mean. speaking, metaphorically she was in a jar. jar. Um, but because she profited off of like bigging up that Harry was crazy and making like room for people to believe so easily in that whole like attention seeking type of Harry Potter thing. It's just now her taxes are due, but if it was someone else, I would feel away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Jenny caught Harry's eye and looked away quickly grinning. Um, is that so a is that a thing? It might be. It's not, but it might be. Was that a lingering look? It might have been. We're not sure. Is that a glimpse of something they possibly? Exchanged, they exchanged the glance, and so <laughs> so they're to, married happily a, yeah, ever after. We're gleaning from that, that now they thirty go years now. of marital bliss. They go together. So that, Do you that. know that I once exchanged a very meaningful glance with Colin first? Did you? Yeah. Uh, I think you told us about it in the last episode, actually. Yeah. Didn't have anything to do with anything we were talking about, but but it happened. I do remember you talking about that. So you're married now. I mean, well, he's got to get divorced first. Mrs. First. I'm a, when I marry Colin, I'm gonna assist people call me Mrs. Darcy. He's gonna be like, "That's not my name." Shut up, mm. Mr. Darcy. I mean, uh, Flitwick got rid of Fred and George's swamp. So basically, like the people who are not on bed rest are now giving Harry and I mean, sorry, Hermione and Ron like a download of just <laughs> what's happened since Dumbledore got back. Um, so Flitwick got rid of Fred and, Fred and George's swamp um, in about three seconds, which is beautiful. They come, they learn. Okay. Hogwarts as a beacon of education has some issues, but shade one oh one, petty eight, 62 
Some of the highest ranked classes in the country. Yeah. They're, they're, they're prestigious. Yeah. That's what they're really known for. They're petty classes. If you want to major in petty, man, Hogwarts is the place for you. Man. In about three, Three the thing has been up there for like three months. Yeah. He waved his (laughs) wand. He was like, well, we're all good now. How you doing, Filch? You good? You got your little, you got your, your punty thing or what was it? it was, yeah, it's called a punt. You got your little raft. You're good. You cool. All right. Just wow. Wow. It's beautiful. And of course, Shady Portia says that she loves Flitwick for being the realist because he is. And he's so like, and he's, he's unassuming, right? Like he's right. a small squeaky man and he's like, oh, I mean, I didn't know I had the authority to do that. Mm-mm. That's that's crazy. That's wild. He is really like someone. I mean, obviously, his head of Ravenclaw House that I aspire. Like he's just like I didn't. That didn't have nothing to do with me. Yeah. I didn't have the authority to do that. Yeah, I'm gonna be over here. I'm minding my business. Yeah. When you need me, let me know. Oh, you want? Call me. Beat me. Is there something about charms that you want me to? Ha- no. No. Cool. That's. Cool. I'm not trying to get fired. Right. That's yeah. Just my purview. So right. I'm gonna just I teach charms. I don't like I don't do counter jinxes. That's just something that's not in my job description. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like, you know, like in terms of, you know, my accreditation and my licensing, I just don't wanna I don't wanna jeopardize that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, he left a tiny patch under the window and you roped it off because um, he says it's a really good bit of magic. Um, so basically he left it as a monument to Fred and George um, who sent Ron a bunch of chocolate frogs, which is cool. Um, so that's like a way to kind of show us that they're doing all right after leaving uh, Hogwarts in blaze of glory. Um and of course, Filch is miserable. He keeps saying that Umbridge was the best thing that ever happened to Hogwarts. Um, <laughs> he just he needs to no longer work there. But that can be said about maybe like. I also love the idea that faculty. a squib is saying that Dolores Umbridge is the Dolores best thing Umbridge. to ever. Obviously, Dolores never found out that he was a squib. Otherwise, he would right. no longer have a job. Mm-hmm. But that he was like, yeah, she she really turned this place around. Wild. Like Dumbledore gave you a job, you know, non magic having ungrateful ass bastard. <laughs> like, Just. which also you can you could probably argue he didn't do you a favor because you're out here cleaning up magical messes in non magical fashion. He could have set you up at the Hogshead as a waiter. Mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, wiping up, cleaning. I don't know. It's smaller. It's not a whole castle. I don't know. I'm just saying. It just, it, I don't know. You're a squib and you're going hard. Like black Republicans, black libertarians. I don't get it. That is what that is actually. (laughs) That's like a really good analogy for that. Um, (laughs) So Umbridge is also in the hospital wing. Um, Dumbledore had strode alone into the forest to rescue her from the centaurs. Um, and how he had done it, uh, how he emerged from the trees supporting Professor Umbridge without so much as a scratch on him. Nobody knew. Not one I scratch. Know. Well, like, real quick, though. Like, not one scratch. Not in one. The forbidden Forest. Not one. Yeah. Fashion icon. With this like, purple and the silver stars. He's wearing his best robes. 
in the Forbidden Forest. So no one knows how he, how he had done it, but I, I have a very good guess. Mm-hmm. Um, he walked in and he said, bitch, I'm Albus Dumbledore. Don't try me. Don't start nothing. Won't be nothing. I'm going to take this hate mask bitch off your hands and you're going to let me. And you're going to thank me afterwards by sending me some chocolate covered frogs. Mm-hmm. Okay, thanks. Mm-hmm. Ready about every flavored beans. And Cockroach like, well, we clusters. Don't have, we don't have... I, there's a, there's a you can melt order. There's a village right mm-hmm. around the corner. Yep. You don't want to go in there. You can... They do out order. Mm-hmm. You got it. Mm-hmm. Fine. If a cat can do it... You can do it. You got it. Um. So... Uh, no one knew what was wrong with Umbridge. She, her usually neat, mousy hair was very untidy. There are bits of twig and leaf in it, but otherwise she seemed quite unscathed. Madame Pomfrey says she's just in, in shock, whispered Hermione, sulking more like, said Jenny. Yeah, she shows signs of life if you do this, said Ron, um, and he made soft clip-clopping noises with his tongue. Um, so obviously Ron doesn't know what happened, but it's just not a good look. And this is still like, again, Umbridge is a hating ass bitch, like Robin just said. But also, what happened to her in the Forbidden Forest? Not good. Not a comparable punishment. Not like it's a no. No for me, dog. So I just I don't know if we want to go back. But let's not go back. Cause I don't want to put. Delia, you're on the fillings bench. Um, Who's on the fillings bench? Delia. Oh, oh, cause but, okay, yeah. Let's keep going. Let's okay. just go um, forward. Power on. <laughs> uh, okay, so um, Hermione says, speaking of centaurs, who's the divination teacher now? Is Ferenc staying? Um, he's got to other, the other centaurs won't take him back. It looks like he and Trelawney are going to both teach. He um, didn't want that class and now he has two teachers. Yep. He don't have a defense against the dark arts teacher, but he has two, two divination divi- teachers. Divination, though. And Voldemort's back. So... That's the nepotism. <laughs> that's not nepotism. That's mother shit. That's not the word for it. It's a problem still. Holy but, hell! But I just the caucasity. The yes, indeed. Um, but Dumbledore wishes he could have got rid of Trelawney for good. Um, but like I, I do get now not why she has to teach, but like especially now why she can't leave Hogwarts. Voldemort's right. back. And so she leaves. Not only is that like putting her in jeopardy, Aww. but also he, they could probably. Well, I'm just thinking about can, Professor Charity Burbage. I know, but we're not there yet. So get out those fields. Jump out. I can't. Okay. I dove in head first. Yeah, take 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 some time. Um, so it's like it's, but I also wonder like if do seers have memories because I know they don't, or at least Trelawney doesn't know that she's uh had two actual like prophecies um so i wonder if that's in her memory at all or if it's just like a black moment because that's the other thing like, well i think she if, blacks out but he's a skilled legitimate that's so. what i'm saying like is it that's why i'm saying like is it still somewhere buried like deep in her mind that he could pull out i think so um yeah so that is just yeah a curious <sighs> thing um yeah so uh ron says the whole subject's useless if you ask me friends isn't a lot better how can you say that, Hermione demanded, after we've just found out there are real prophecies? Um, so it's wild that Hermione now is like, <laughs> divination, is it all that useless? After all that shit talking she was doing. Um, I mean, you know, 
it's one of those like if you can't see it it has to be seen to believe yeah. things. Yeah. And she's a very, she's hyperlogical. She needs, like, She has proof evidence. now. Yeah. It's very true. If, but if I also Luna came too, back like, with a crumpled horn snorkel, which we all know exists, mm, sure. but, like, put it in her face, you know what I mean? Then Hermione would be like, oh, okay, I guess you're right. Yeah. I mean, And we would all be that, like, like, obviously she was right, because obviously humble corn snorkel exists. It's just, you know, right. care of magical creatures 101. Whoops. Um, Some first year stuff. Yeah, I, yeah. Um, but also, like, you're not just studying prophecies and divination, you're studying other shit that could be some BS. Also, you just shouldn't be taught by Trelawney, because she's, again. Also, it can't be taught. It can't it's be like taught. being right. um, a parcel tongue. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you just either you ain't, mm-hmm. you know? Bad analogy, but I'm going to do it anyway. Anthony Davis, we were talking about that April Fool's joke mm-hmm. yesterday. Anthony Davis is 611 or whatever and he has a twin sister who is 52 and i'm mad for her but she just ain't she just didn't get the gene she can't be taught to be taught she can't be taught you can't there's no equity there he was in the womb still in all the height and she was in there still in you know like the good hair follicles i don't <laughs> I'm off, I'm off the feelings, bitch, though, man. I feel great. You're still on, you're on a bench. You still must sit. You have several seats. You can, you can do the ones on the feelings and the ones on being out of pocket as well. That's all, all the benches. My God. Um, so Harry had not told Ron, Hermione, or anyone else about the prophecy. Um, Neville had told them that, the, that it smashed. Um, in the Department of Mysteries, and so everyone basically thought it was lost, and he didn't bother to correct that because, you know, he don't want to talk about that right now. Um, so they start to, like, now they start to, like, talk about the prophecy, and so Harry is like, it's time for me to take my leave. Um, so he tells him that he's going to Hagrid's um, because Hagrid just got back, and he promised he would go see him and tell, the, tell him how they were. Um, and so he leaves. Uh... He was finding it hard at the moment to decide whether he wanted to be with people or not. Whenever he was in company, he wanted to get away. And whenever he was alone, he wanted company. Ooh. If that is not a mood. Yeah. A lifestyle, even. Yeah. Some would say. Some would say. I've heard. I've heard. (laughs) Um, uh, He thought he might really go and visit Hagrid, though. He had not talked to him properly since he had returned. Um, So he was walking... Uh, so he's walking through the castle and then runs into Malfoy, Crabbe, and Goyle in the entrance hall. Of course, they're all pissed, basically. They just got a lot of resist, just salt. I think, like, something about something the, I mean, like, these, the sodium levels. In these 1990, in, 1990s Slytherins, man. I just think, like, there's something in the, in the water. Maybe they're, like, swimming in the Great Lake and it, I don't know if the Great Lake is salt. Or fresh water. I think it might be salt. Anyway, I don't know. There's just something. The pipes are old, you know? Right. Right. So they, they, and they're in the dungeon, so they got to travel further. So there's just a lot of salt in the water and some lead, probably. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Something's going on. But also, like, half their families have now just been torn asunder. 
It's very true, but also like whose fault is that? Like if we really want to talk about The prison about industrial it. complex? The Azkabani industrial? <laughs> no. I don't know. Hagrid would t- Hey, if Hagrid can go to Azkaban on a, on a wisp. And you're an actual deaf And you're an got, actual and Nazi? caught like in the Department of Mysteries? What you gonna do? I mean. Strung up by your ankle? Listen. Yikes. Also just, bested by 15 year olds? At that point, like, I would just want to chill for a sec, right? Like, right. I just, you know, take a break. Just I feel out. like Azkaban, like, without the Dementors, Dementors which is what's happening, is probably a really good place to, like, stop, you know, look back on my life and my choices. Mm-hmm. Think about the journey. How did I get here? Mm-hmm. What did I do? Mm-hmm. And how can I not and end how up can, here again? Right. Um, do the work. And you know what I think, too? I think that because Dumbledore is such an upright, outstanding citizen, he's going to, like, lend the Hogwarts Guidance Counselor to Azkaban mm. to do some on-site therapy. I don't think that's what's going to happen. It should. I don't know that it... Okay. I don't agree. Just really help them, you know, I, mm. rehabilitate. I, mm, no? Okay. No. All right, no. no. You're dead, Potter, said Malfoy. <laughs> Funny, said Harry. You'd think I'd have stopped walking around. Uh, just Shady Potter is the best Potter. Comebacks. You're going to pay, said Malfoy. I'm going to make you pay for what you've done to my father. Well, I'm terrified now, said Harry. I suppose Lord Voldemort's just a warm-up, warm-up act compared to you three. What's the matter? Um, he said, uh, because Malfoy Crabbe and Goyle freaked out at the sound of the name, because everyone does. He's your dad's mate, isn't he? Not scared of him, are you? You think you're such a big man, Potter, said Malfoy. You wait, I'll have you. You can't land my father in prison. I thought I just had. The Dementors have left Azkaban, said Malfoy. Dad and the others will be out in no time. Yeah, I expect they will, said Harry. Still, at least everyone knows they're, what scumbags they are now. Um, Which, I mean... Is, you know. It's not untrue. It's just like the couth, the tact. No, he does not care. But also... Your parents were a part of the reason why my man's is dead. So fuck you. Fuck your daddy. Mm-hmm. Fuck your mama. Mm-hmm. Fuck your baby brother. I don't know. Fuck Just your auntie. Fuck your auntie. Fuck your whole family tree. All of that them. whole tapestry can go, except for Tonks. And Terry, because that was also his. That was the point. He was blasted off, too, actually. Oh, you're right. you know what? He was already gone. I think Tonks was also blasted off, too. Tonks actually isn't even on there. <laughs> she, didn't make the cut. she didn't make it. She actually is not on there. They said, Fuck that whole tapestry. I don't know her. Who's <laughs> <laughs> Tonks? I don't. Mm-mm. Is that a. Don't see that on the Sacred 28? Mm. Nope. What's a Tonk? I don't. Never heard of it. And that. why are they plural? Okay. <laughs> More than one? That's wild. So. So Malfoy's hand flies towards his wand, but Harry was too quick for him. He had drawn his own he had drawn his own wand, sorry, before Malfoy's fingers had even entered the pocket of his robes. Potter. Of course. There's only one person here. Everyone else, there's no Harry's just pulled his wand out on air. There's no one else reciprocating it. We all know who this person is, screaming Potter. You don't even have to go much further. Figure out who would be shouting at him when there are two people in this exchange. But you know, four people actually you know what Mm. no Mm. it's hard to get the words out i can tell it's hard to choke them out yeah yeah if if i was snape at 
this point, I'd be a little petty just because I did a lot of work to, like, make sure that you didn't do what you did and then you still did it. This I don't think this is the moment. So, like, I just... It's I, not the moment. It's not the time. But I'm just, you know... Yeah. I'm like... Maybe. But no. You're so dumb. You but stuck this, your face in my thoughts different... and I still came and helped you out. Yeah, but this is a different so, thing. I think... I don't know. Here's a, here's a good excuse for me to give you that L that I've been trying to give you. This is the only Harry need he Harry can hold no more out. He really can't. Like I just I feel like like Sirius like died. I feel like Snape should just be like, yep, you know what? You you got you you got got pass. Like it's your fault and like whatever. Um but just just give him a break. Um anyway. That hurt to say, just so y'all know. Yeah, I can tell. Snape came and Harry felt a great rush of hatred beyond anything. Uh, he felt toward Malfoy. Whatever Dumbledore said, he would never forgive Snape. Never. Okay, but we should also remember, again, that he won't forgive Snape. This is not him knowing that Snape was the one who overheard the prophecy and told Voldemort. He doesn't have that information yet. If that was the case, yeah, don't ever forgive Snape. Sure. Mm-hmm. Fuck that dude. He's not Fuck forgiving. Fuck his family. Right. Fuck oh, his mom. And like, Fuck in his the, daddy. In the long run. Fuck his second cousins, third removed. Fuck that dude. In the long run, yes. All of that. In like the context that harry's in right now it doesn't make sense he's blaming snape for pretending that he didn't understand what harry was saying in front of umbridge and then leaving and then doing his job by going to actually check whether sirius was back and then couldn't tell you and telling sirius hey maybe don't go to the department of mysteries right and then not getting listened to right Maybe you know, also like went maybe, to check maybe the Sirius was there, was and then there. went to go, and then wasted time to go find Harry to be like, "Your man's is good, but Harry don't was do already anything." Gone. But Harry was already already dipped, right? And then also like maybe taunted Sirius a couple times, but again, they're both grown ass men, and that should not be a reason to go running off to the Department of Mysteries. So it, I just, I don't. I need you to read this because I don't understand the reference, and you would understand the reference, but it also sounded funny. Oh, I, I get it. I know you get it. Oh. I will in a second. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Just because we passed it slightly. But um, (laughs) no, yeah. So I just, I feel like in this particular context of of Harry uh, not liking Snape, this particular one doesn't make sense. I'll allow it because it's Snape and like fuck him, but like also does not make sense. No. There's a lot of things here. There's a, like we talked about, it's faultception. It's a lot of fault to go around. A lot of things could have been done differently. But, mm-hmm. you know. It is, it, we are where we are. We are where we um, are. Um, little, little, like, backtrack slightly. Um, back to Malfoy and them not liking to hear Voldemort's name. Uh, Shady Portia. Said it would be funny if Vol- if sorry if Harry said Voldemort 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 to the tune of Gucci Gang in response to Malfoy's recoil, which would have been hilarious. Robin's I don't get never it. Heard that song before, so she didn't get it. But I knew it was funny. <laughs> like I knew in context, I was like, that must be really funny. I don't have the context, but I can tell. So by I that's what, I told my honor to read it because I was like, this seems. Like, it would be something that people would laugh at. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. 
Okay, so what are you trying to do, Potter? Said Snape coldly. I'm trying to decide what curse to use Mal- to use on Malfoy, sir. Said Harry. Well, he said sir. <laughs> At the very least, he said sir for once. So I just feel like he's, he's I, you doing know, what he can. Like I said, Shady Potter is the best Potter. Yeah. Um, Snape stared at him, put that wand away at once, 10 points from Griff, and then he looked up at the giant hourglasses on the walls and gave a sneering smile. Ah, I see there are no longer any points left in the Gryffindor hourglass to take away. In that case, Potter, we will simply have to add some more. And then Professor Minerva motherfucking McGonagall comes walking up the stone steps. Can I just say? Four stunning spells to the chest. Can I and just she is still out here. Stunting on me through. Just like. So. I just need y'all to know. Minerva was the word of the day. Not too long ago. The name Minerva means. Word of the day. A woman of great wisdom. Dictionary.com. Miriam Webster. Whatever. Go do your thing. And I feel like Minerva McGonagall existed and then someone was like you know what that's a minerva like mm-hmm. how you know i don't mm-hmm. know y'all became a part of the dictionary mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. like she got that added to the dictionary not the like she wasn't named minerva because it means a woman of great wisdom minerva means a woman of great wisdom because of her is what i'm trying to say mm-hmm. facts on facts on facts i, mean, I don't know if those are actual facts but i co-sign they are. They are. You can look it up. Okay. Mm-hmm. Root. Source. I'm pretty sure it's a goddess. I could click on Potter, but I, I'm trying not to fact check you because I agree. Like, but I'm also like, just but it's go not, with it. It's not actual facts. Just but like, go it with is. it. I just don't want anybody else to like come to us be like. You told me. Well, actually, don't. Well, actually, like, wizard team. All right. When we say it's a because fact, I it's do a fact. it because I'll do it anyway. Clearly, <laughs> I'm like well, we got actually, enough. Well, actually, but also like I don't want to say it, but like I just want to. Mm. So it's, a, it's a thing. Um. Anyway, Professor McGonagall said, "Snape, out of St. Mungo's, I see." Yes, Professor Snape said, uh, "McGonagall, I'm quite good as quite as good as new. You too, Crab Goyle." She uh, beckoned them forward imperiously, and they came shuffling their large feet and looking awkward. Here, she said, thrusting her carpet bag into Crab's chest and her cloak into Goyle's. Take these up to my office for me. Just. You know that scene in A Devil Wears Prada where it's like that montage and she just keeps throwing her coat and purse on the desk? Just doing it? Mm Mm-hmm. Minerva just did that. Mm Mm-hmm. McG. He did. He did. McG. I just, I just, um. Goat. The goat. Life goals. A queen. An icon. <laughs> a um, legend. Oh. Also, I love that she called them imperiously. She don't have to use a forgivable curse. No. She could imperious you with just the strength of her personality. Mm-hmm. She said, you too. Come. I expected her to snap. Like, nah. you two, Crab, Goyle, handle these. <laughs> take this. You, you know where it goes. I know that she did this. She said, take those up to my office, and then she did that little hand flutter. Mm-hmm. Away. Mm-hmm. Be gone. Um, right then, said Professor McGonagall. Um, well, I think Potter and his friends ought to have 50 points apiece for alerting the world to the return of you-know-who. What say you, Professor Snape? Um, I will say that this, like, while... 
So this is a this is a parallel, obviously, <laughs> to uh, Sorcerer's Stone. I don't, and in that situation, like, yeah, he saved Voldemort or whatever, but he or he saved the world from Voldemort, but he but was no one also asked him to. no one asked him to, so he's also being like rewarded for actions that had nothing to do with him. He could mind his business. Somebody else would have done it, an adult, perhaps. Um, same thing here. You shouldn't have gone. And no, Harry has been alerting I mean, people he's to been the alerting. of you-know-who all year. I so just, if you want to go, like, all year, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I think okay, she's talking show. about, like, historically. But if it's, like, but if it's like from, from the events in the Department of Mysteries, no. No one deserves points. Luna and Hermione. Because they mm. just... No. No. Mm-mm. No. They don't. No one deserves a point. <laughs> no points given. Whatever the fuck Snape was going to do, I know it was going to be out of pocket, but like, no. No points no given. Points for that bullshit. But it's fine. I love McGonagall, so it's cool. She out here. Uh, Four Shots to the Chest. She could write a rap album. Called Four Shots to the Chest? She I, could, mean, I mean, she could write a memoir. I mean, but I'm just thinking like, 50 cent, you know what I mean? Like, he got really, you know. McGonagall could, I bet you she got bars. So I just feel like the, she streets, could go the, the streets was waiting for a McGonagall mixtape, is all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, Kanye made it off of a car accident right. that'll mm-hmm. wire jaw, mm-hmm. which is like, mm-hmm. you know, cute or whatever. He didn't take no four stunners to the chest. He didn't take four stunners to the chest, is all I'm saying. Yeah. So. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. Um, facts only. <clears throat> uh, oh, uh, what? Snap Snape. Which I love. Yeah, whatever. I um, also love that she makes Snape agree. <laughs> right. Like, he said, what say you, Professor Snape? And it's Professor Snape. And he's like, oh, well, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's 50 each for Potter, the two Weasleys, Longbottom, and Miss Granger. Oh, and 50 for Miss Lovegood, I suppose. Now you want to take, you wanted to take 10 for Mr. Potter, I think, Professor Snape. So there we are. Um, and so a few rubies retreated into the upper bulb, leaving a respectable amount below nevertheless. Well, and honestly, to be honest, I will say that like, this is not reparations, but I'm going to use that word. It is kind of reparations because a lot, like the, the reason that Gryffindor has no points is, is because, because of Umbridge um, and off of some arbitrary like bullshit in the Inquisitorial squad. So like, they probably deserve 240 points. At the least. At least. Just, just. Just to make up for all the, 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 like, all the Gryffindors, right? Like, all the work they did, too. So, um, ha! Uh, McGonagall's album says, says, Shady Portia, watch the garden ledge. Like, watch the throne? Yeah. I got it. Yeah. I understood good that job. reference. Good job. Very good. Um, okay. So, um... Well, Potter Malfoy, I think you ought to be going outside on a glorious Sunday or a glorious day like this. McGonagall continued briskly. Harry did not need telling twice. He immediately dipped and made his way to Hagrid, um, Hagrid's hut. Um, Hagrid greets him and then asks if he's feeling all right. I'm fine, said Harry quickly. Um, so where have you been? Been hiding out in the mountains, said Hagrid, up in a cave like Sirius did when he... And Hagrid broke off, cleared his throat gruffly, looked at Harry and took a long draft of juice. Anyway, back now. You you look better, said Harry. What? Oh, oh yeah. Well, Groppy's loads better behaved now. Loads. Seemed right pleased to see me when I got back, to tell you the truth. 
Um, he's a good lad, really. I've been thinking about trying to find him a lady friend. Um, Hagrid, if you don't get... If you just don't... I just... If uh, you... You already have one giant in the Forbidden Forest against their will. He's happy to see you because you left his ass. And he didn't know what the fuck to do. And he and knows I just one, two words in English. Maybe he's not a citizen. He's a DACA child, a dreamer. Shut up. Stop it. <laughs> I'm just, he, he don't have no protection. And you just like, oh, you know what? You know what the Forbidden Forest needs? Another giant who don't want to be there. So they can make giant babies who also don't want to be there there, and they can live right next to children out of school. Because remember, this is a fucking school. (laughs) This is a fucking school. (laughs) What? You trying to make a giant family? Oh my God, sir. In the forest. Like, why did that? Why? Also the assumption that Grop even wants a lady friend. Right. Why Grop may want a male friend. He may not want a friend he at may all. Not want a friend at all. He might be He chilling. may just be yeah. He might just be good. Like it just introvert to the to the max. I got all my food. I ain't gotta go nowhere. I ain't gotta go to grocery shopping. I don't have to go to work. Right. I'm just chilling in the forest. Right. Hagger keeps coming to see me, I don't know why. He's like, listen. But like Unless he gonna get me some, unless the next time he come, he come with some wizard Netflix, I don't right. have no use for him. Perhaps whatever the giant equivalent of chocolate is, like... Chocolate? Yeah, but I don't know if giants can eat chocolate is what I mean. Like, whatever, like, their, like, thing where they're like, this is the best thing ever, whatever that is. It should be chocolate. Dogs can't eat chocolate, which know, I feel like sorry, is like... this has nothing to do with really anything. I know you were actually doing the same thing, dogs. But <laughs> apparently... Aminata doesn't like chocolate because one time she had like chocolate soy like ice cream or something and she's allergic to soy so she threw it up and so now she doesn't like chocolate because she associates it with that and I feel really upset I'm like really mad about it travesty we have work to do as a team we have to make sure that Aminata likes chocolate I feel like that is low on our list of priorities um of things that we need to make sure Ami does though we are killing the nerd game we are. We're doing a very good job. We are. Raising her right. Um, okay. Um, so Harry would normally have tried to persuade Hagrid out of this idea at once. The prospect of a second giant taking up residence in the forest, possibly even wilder and more brutal than Grop, was positively alarming. But somehow Harry could not muster the energy necessary to argue the point. Because if um, you have to argue that point. I mean, Harry why? is going through a lot. And he shouldn't have to convince a grown-ass man that he shouldn't bring his giant brother or lady friend no. to a school. Also, what is this? Like, we don't do arranged marriages. This is not you don't... the giant bachelor. Like, no. that's not what this is. Like, can we not? Okay. Not at all. Um, so, so then... Um, Hagrid's like, everyone knows you've been telling the truth. That's got to be better, hasn't it? Harry shrugged. Listen, he said, I know I knew Sirius longer than you did. He died in battle, and that's the way he'd have wanted to go. He didn't want to go at all, said Harry angrily. True story. It's your fault. That, yeah. Yes. 
Nah, I don't reckon he did, said Hagrid. But still, Harry, he was never one to sit around at home and let other people do the fighting. He couldn't have lived with himself if he hadn't gone to help. Harry leapt up again. I've got to go and visit Ron and Hermione in the hospital, he said mechanically. I just think, I mean, again, we know that Hagrid is not one to read a situation. Um, but he just, he, he shouldn't have... Yeah, he should have left well, it because I think. I mean, Harry didn't want to talk about Cedric, who he didn't really know. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So, and I think because it's it's only been a couple of days, so it's still fresh. Like I feel like in like a month or two, you could probably check in and be like, "How you doing? Like how mm-hmm. you know how you feel about Sirius?" But like literally three days later, I want to talk about? Oh yeah, he'd have wanted to go that way. No, let's not. Especially because it's your fault. Yeah, let's really not. Um. The thought that you brought to him. Okay, I'm going to stop before I so, put myself on yeah, the bench. Yeah, let's not do that. You're already on multiple benches, so you just have to restrain yourself to not be on more. Um, so, so yeah, so then Harry leaves, um, and he doesn't go back to the hospital wing because, like, he just left. So instead he goes and sits um, by the lake. Perhaps the reason he wanted to be alone was because he felt isolated from everyone since his talk with Dumbledore. An invisible barrier separated him from the rest of the world. He was, he had always been a marked man. It was just that he had never understood what that meant. Um, I don't think that that's why he no. feels isolated. I think that's probably part of it. But even when Dumbledore, like, told him about it, he was like, I, this doesn't really, like, it matters, but, like, I don't really care in the way. Like, really, he's just grieving and he wants to be alone and that's fine. But I think he's, like, trying to... Um, Make another reason. Yeah, or, like, justify it in, like, a way that... Which also means that he's not dealing with the fact that he's grieving. Mm-hmm. Which sounds... Denial. About right. Yeah. That's how he does it. Classic Harry Potter. Yes. Um, so... I, um, I'm not gonna read this passage, because it's feelings abound. And basically, he's sitting, and he does become over, like come with like his grief of in serious of serious or yeah about serious um and but later he like sits out for a while and then the sun is falling um so he gets up and returns to the castle wiping his face on his sleeve as he went um so yeah that's i'd skip the other stuff because it makes it worse um so then ron and hermione left the hospital wing completely cured three days before the end of term um, Hermione showed signs of wanting to talk about Sirius, but Ron tended to make hushing noises every time she mentioned his name. Harry wasn't sure whether or not he wanted to talk about his godfather yet. His wishes varied on his mood. Um, yeah, and I think, like, having Hermione being, like, so, see- like, I, I don't know. I just feel like they, both him and Ron should probably chill. If I think, I feel like that should be the Harry Potter... And the time he and Ron should chill. Well, this one's Hermione and Ron, though. True. But you're not wrong. But I just feel like that's, like, it's a good summary of the series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Umbridge left Hogwarts the day before the end of term. It seemed that she had crept out of the hospital wing during dinner time, evidently hoping to depart undetected, but unfortunately for her. She met Peeves on the way, who seized his last chance to do as Fred had instructed and chased her gleefully from the premises, whacking her alternately with a walking stick and a sock full of chalk. Um, You know that Peeves has been still... You know the thing about like how you lose socks sometimes in the wash? 
So he's one of the, he stole one of somebody's socks. And then there's like the thing about like always losing chalk, like, or like, you know, the little Mm -hmm. bits of chalk. He's been taking them and putting them in this sock just for this occasion. Mm -hmm. And wherever Peeves lives in his world of Peevedom, he's been stealing chalk. He has been stealing chalk. And now he has a chance to use it. No. Now he has a chance to use it. Yeah. He was waiting for this very moment. One or a moment, moment, I think. He yeah. didn't, I don't think, like, this happened to be good, but, like, he probably would have used it another time. He's probably used it before. True. Um, so, many students ran out into the entrance hall to watch their, uh, her run away down the path, and the heads of houses tried only half-heartedly to restrain their pupils. Indeed, Professor McGonagall sank back into her chair at the staff table after a few feeble remonstrances, um... And was clearly heard to express a regret that she could not run cheering after Umbridge herself because Peeves had borrowed her walking stick. <laughs> the goat. So good. Four centers to the chest. Um, Living her best life. So then the last evening of school arrived. Uh, most people were heading to the feast, but Harry had, or were already packed and were heading to the feast, but Harry hadn't even started packing. Just do it tomorrow, said Ron. Come on, I'm starving. Um, I won't be long. Look, you go ahead. Harry didn't, basically just didn't want to go to the feast, um, because he was sure that Dumbledore would make another speech about Voldemort and would bring him up just like last year. And he was like, I am not about that life. And thank you for joining Wizard Team. Uh, next week we will be... it's gonna get... Worse. It's funny because you... It will get worse because that movie sucks. But, (laughs) um... You said this, like... The last five episodes, you like tried to end this early. Um, so, so let's give me this one. No, sorry, not how it works. I think Luna's trying to come for you, like she will to Harry in the next <laughs> passage. Um, so Harry is he starts to like try to pack. Um, he bends down, or sorry, he a package. Um, Falls out of some crumpled robes. Girl, ain't nobody trying to see you. Um, so he picks out the package. He realizes that within seconds, um, that it was, uh, the present that Sirius gave him for Christmas. Um, uh, it says, so he remembers Sirius saying, use it if you need me, all right. Um, so Harry finally opens the package and it's a small square mirror. Um, on the other side, it says, this is a two-way mirror. I've got the other. If you need to speak to me, just say my name into it. You'll appear in my mirror, and I'll be able to talk in yours. James and I used to use them when we were doing separate detention. Harry's heart began to race. He remembered seeing his dead parent in the mirror of Erised four years ago. He was going to be able to talk to Sirius again right now. He knew it. It's not how the mirror of Erised worked. Nope. Um, and not, not how, how this, this is going to work either. So... You know, like I said, Hogwarts has its faults in terms of accreditation. Not accredited. Teaching. They're accredited. They're oh. accredited. Not accredited. They're accredited. They just shouldn't, shouldn't be. be. Yeah. It's not, you know. It's not his fault. The beacon. Some might call it a safety school. They would if there were options for other, if there were other schools to choose from. Um, what do you want? So uh, Harry looked in the mirror and said loudly and clear, clearly, Sirius, 
Um, nothing happened. And they tried again. Sirius Black. Nothing happened again. Sirius didn't have his mirror on him when he went through the archway. Said a small voice in Harry's head. That's why it's not working. No, it's not why it's not working. But we won't get into that. Um, disappointment was burning in his throat. He got up and began throwing things pell-mell into the trunk on top of the... So before that, he threw the mirror into his thing and it broke. Um, so he's mm-hmm. throwing stuff into, on the top of the broken mirror. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the idea struck him. A better idea than a mirror. A much bigger, more important idea. How had he never thought of it before? Why had he never asked? So he runs out of the common room um, looking for nearly headless Nick, who he finds. And he asks if he can ask him something. Now, Harry, said Nick, looking discomforted. Can it wait until after the feast? No, Nick, please. I really need to talk to you. Can we go in here? Oh, very well. I can't pretend I haven't been expecting it. Expecting what, said Harry? You to come and find me. It happens sometimes when somebody has suffered a loss. I'm assuming that ghosts just, like... I'm assuming that, that, like, that ghosts just know things? Like, how would he know that, like... He's heard. Everyone's heard. Like, I guess... I guess we didn't, like, see all of the... Or read all of the article, um... Because it hasn't been announced or, like, no one's talking about the fact that Sirius was not a notorious mass murderer. Thank you for joining us on Wizard Team next week. Um. (laughs) You didn't say that with much (laughs) conviction. Um. So. Well, you're right, said Harry. You, uh, I've come to find you. It's, it's just that you're dead and you're still here, aren't you? Um, Nick sighed and continued to gaze out at the grounds. That's right, isn't it? You died and I'm talking to you. You can walk around Hogwarts and everything, can't you? Yes, said Nick quietly. I walk and talk, yes. So you came back, didn't you? People can come back, right, as ghosts. They don't have to disappear completely. Well, um, nearly hellish Nick hesitated, then said, not everyone can come back as a ghost. What do you mean? Only wizards. Oh, said Harry. Well, that's okay then. The person I'm talking about is a wizard. He can come back, right? He won't be. He won't come back. Um, but you did, said Harry. You came back. You're dead, and you just and you didn't disappear. Wizards can leave an imprint on themselves of themselves upon the earth to walk palely where their uh, living selves once trod. But very few wizards choose that path. Um, uh, Nick says that Sirius would have gone on. Um, and Harry starts to ask a billion questions about what happens when you die. And Nick is like, I can't answer. Um, you're dead, aren't you? Said Harry. Who can answer better than you? I was afraid of death, said Nick. I chose to remain behind. I sometimes wonder whether I oughtn't have. Um, what, uh, that is neither here nor there. In fact, I am neither here nor there. I know nothing of the secrets of death, Harry, for I chose my feeble imitation of life instead. I believe learned wizards study the matter in the Department of Mysteries. I, again, would just like to submit my application to be an unspeakable. Application denied. Um, except you, you have no work f- at the Ministry of Magic. You have no feelings. No. I'm sitting you here have, hurt. You. I'm sitting here pained. Have no authority, so. I know you're pained. I am trying to lighten the mood. Don't talk to me about that place, said Harry fiercely. Um... I'm sorry to not have been more help, um, said Nick, and then he leaves. Um, Harry turns back to go to Gryffindor Common Room. He has fully decided that he's not uh, doing the feast. He's like, it's a no for me. We're not doing that. Um, it's a no for me, dog. Yeah. He so, should just, never mind. 
And then he runs into Luna. Um, hello, she said vaguely. How come you're not at the feast? Well, I've lost most of my pose- possessions, said Luna. People take them and hide them, you know. But as it's the last night, I really do need them back. So I've been putting up signs. Um, how come people hide your stuff? He said. He asked her. Oh, well, I think they think I'm a bit odd, you know. Some people call me Looney Lovegood, actually. Harry looked at her with a new feeling of pity. Um, or with pity. Um, that's no reason for them to take your things, he said flatly. Do you want help finding them? Oh, no, she said. They'll come back. They always do in the end. It was just I wanted to pack tonight. Anyway, why aren't you at the feast? Um, before we get into Harry, like... Luna dropping bars? Well, yeah, before we get into Luna dropping bars. Kids are the worst. They really are. Like, Luna's minding her own business, and you decided you're going to take all her stuff. Now she don't have no shoes. I mean, she don't have no clothes. Like, just what? because your daddy is Nazi. You don't got to take it out on her. I mean, I think these are all Ravenclaws. So. I know, but I'm just yeah. saying. I'm Sometimes Ravenclaws are a problem, and they need to be called out. Say this as a Ravenclaw. But girl, like, why why take your stuff? Can why I take my business? nap now? They need to mind their business. Can we hurry? Why are we doing this? Look at you just luxuriating, drinking your drink. Can we you go? I was going to say you should have had some sangria. Can we take a nap? You've been loved. You've been chilling. Um, so, uh, just didn't feel like it, said Harry. No, I don't suppose you do. That man the Death Eaters killed was your godfather, wasn't he? Jenny told me. Um, Harry nodded and found that for some reason he didn't mind talking. Uh, he didn't mind Luna talking about Sirius. He remembered that she too could see Thestrals. Um, so I think that like, so this is one. So the thing when he was yelling at Dumbledore, like you don't understand, you don't know, even though obviously Dumbledore knows, and he's again like a thousand years old. So obviously he's lost people along the way. Um, in this situation, he knows that Luna has lost someone and knows that they're like they have a connection in that way, and that she would understand. Um, and so I think that that's like part of the reason. I think also because she is slight, even though she was at the Department of Mysteries, she's still slightly removed. Like they're not yeah. super close friends. Um, so it allows him, I think, to feel a little bit less, like, vulnerable. Yeah. And that he's going to have to, like, pour his heart out and then see her again. Right. Tomorrow. Right. And, like, he might see her again tomorrow, but I think that she's also one of those people who's just, like, as, as, like, ridiculous and, like, oblivious as she seems, she also is really intuitive and can, like, take a hint. And so, like, she's, like... I named her wrong. (laughs) She's a puppy, so it's different. Um, but no, but I just mean like she Harry's like, I didn't feel like it, and Luna's like, Yeah, that makes sense. I get that, right? Whereas somebody else might be like, Why not? It's yeah. the feast, there's food. Like it, when you say somebody else and then you just I talk did, about yeah. Ron. That's exactly what I was gonna say. <laughs> like I said it and then all of a sudden I realized I was imitating Ron Weasley. It wasn't on purpose. It happened. Um Yeah, so I just think like she's a good person to talk to in this situation. Yeah. Um have you uh, Harry began. I mean, who has anyone you've known ever died? Yeah, said Luna simply. My mother. She was quite extraordinary. She was quite an. She was a quite extraordinary witch, you know. But she did like to experiment, and one of her spells went rather badly wrong one time. I was nine. I'm so sorry, said. Or I'm sorry, said uh, Harry. Yes, it was rather horrible, said Luna conversationally. I still feel very sad about it sometimes, but I've still got dad. And anyway, it's not as though I'll never see mom again, is it? Uh. Isn't it? said Harry. She shook her head in disbelief. Oh, come on. You heard them. Just beyond the veil, didn't you? You mean, in that room with the archway, they were just lurking out of sight, that's all. You heard them. 
They looked at each other. Luna was smiling slightly. Harry did not know what to say or to think. Luna believed so many extraordinary things, yet he had been sure he heard voices beyond the veil too. Um, just really quickly, so I, we were talking about when we first went into the Department of Mysteries and saw the archway and we were talking about like the people who can see or who can hear folks like or can hear people through the veil and I am blanking on who said this now because it's been like four weeks it's been a month um and we've just been wallowing in sadness yeah but someone maybe it was Kashana I honestly don't know I'm not gonna cite someone I'm not gonna cite anyone because I don't want to mess it up but said that um like the veil is like people who hear the veil are also are also people who believe in an afterlife so that's like why they can hear it. Um, and so that's in this situation is why Luna's like, yeah, I mean, I'm going to see her later. Cause like, you know, she was right there. Yeah. Just couldn't go now, but at some point, like. So Harry does in some way believe in an afterlife, even though he, oh my God. <laughs> Are you sure you don't want help looking for your stuff? Uh, Harry said, oh no, said Luna. No, I think I'll just go down and have some pudding and wait for it all to turn up. It always does in the end. Well, have a nice holiday, Harry. Yeah, you too. Um, and then Luna leaves, and Harry found that the terrible weight in his stomach seemed to have lessened slightly. He should just hang out with Luna all the time. Um, Always. So the journey home from the the journey home um, on the Hogwarts Express was eventful in several several ways. First, Malvoy, Crabbe, and Goyle um, decided to try to jump Harry, but while they were on the train, but they made the mistake of doing that in front of a compartment full of DA members. And so Ooh. they got got. It was it was a You tried it. They tried it and they failed is what happened. They thought. And and shout out to every single person in here being a Hufflepuff or a Ravenclaw, because <laughs> we don't ever get any play in these in these books and in the story. So by the time Ernie Macmillan, Hannah Abbott, Susan Bones, Justin Finch Fletchley, Anthony Goldstein, and Terry Boot had finished using a wide variety of hexes and jinxes that Harry had taught them, which is even more that's like icing on the cake. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, Malfoy, Crabbe, and Goyle resembled nothing so much as three gigantic slugs squeezed into Hogwarts uniforms. Well, it's gross. I would have just left them there, but I guess they put them on a luggage rack, which is actually and then left them more there. funny. But it's just like you didn't have to touch them. It's still like yeah. Um, I must say, I'm looking forward to seeing Malfoy's mother's face when he gets off the train. Said Ernie. Goyle's mom will be really pleased, though. Said Ron, who had just come to investigate. He's loads better looking now. Anyway, Harry, the food trolleys just stopped off if you want anything. So Harry thanked the others and went with Ron um, into the compartment with where Hermione, Ginny, and Neville are hanging out. But not Luna. But I guess she was like, it's cool. I know we had a moment, but I'm going to be You're over exhausting. here. You're I'm going to be over here. Um, I've broken bones because of you. I'm tired. It's very true. I was stunned. Not four times, but I had one stunner to the chest. I don't need another. No. Um... So Hermione was reading out snippets from The Prophet. It hasn't really started yet, she said, but it won't be long now. Um, Cho passes by and he and, uh, like, she and Harry, like, have, they exchange a glance. Um, What's going on with you and her anyway, Ron asks. Nothing, said Harry. I heard she was going out with someone else now, said Hermione. Harry was surprised to find this information did not hurt at all. But as we said. Because you never liked Cho. Never liked Cho. You know, it's wild. We talked about this like three months ago. <laughs> it's the last time we talked about how they don't like each other. Um, so, um, well, so Harry, so 
sorry. Um, it said so much of what he had wanted before Sirius's death felt that way these days. Um, the week that had elapsed since he'd last seen Sirius seemed to have lasted much, much longer. It stretched across two universes, the one with Sirius and in it and the one without. Um, you're well out of it, mate, said Ron forcefully. I mean, she's quite good looking and all that, but you want someone a bit more cheerful. He's probably cheerful enough with someone else said Harry shrugging. So like he's like he really does not care. He's not mm. like he doesn't care enough to like be like say like I mean like, he, he gave the I'm happy, she's happy. Right, exactly that's what I'm saying. Like he's just <laughs> like he's she's probably fine. And that's yeah. good for her, right? Not not the like, well, yeah, I mean she was crying all the time. You know what I mean? Um, who's she with now? Ron asked Hermione, but Jenny answered Michael Corner. Michael, but but you're go- you were going out with him. Not anymore, said Ginny. He didn't like Gryffindor beating Ravenclaw at Quidditch and got really sulky. So I ditched him and he ran off to comfort Cho instead. Um, well, I always thought he was a bit of an idiot, said Ron. Good for you. Just choose someone better next time. And <laughs> cast Harry an oddly furtive look as he said it. Well, I've chosen Dean Thomas. Would you say he's better? Said Ginny vaguely. What? Shouted Ron. Like, Ron doesn't want her dating anyone. And I feel like he should just say that. Which is fine. Um, it's a brother. It's and if, and if he doesn't date, if she dates, if she has to date someone, then Harry, because he did. She he did look at him like, yeah, maybe maybe it'll be Harry. But that is not even like a real thing. That's no. like a at least I know him I know and I trust him, him, and I like him. But also like if you dated Harry, I'm also gonna have a problem because I'm a problem. Yeah. Um. As Amani says, you're goddamn right. Dean is better, and he is. He is. He's much better. Also, it, I will point out that, like, Harry doesn't say anything in this moment or, like, think anything in this moment, which... Could have been a moment. Could have been a moment. But then I was wondering if it's because of the... If it's the same reason that he is, like, kind of not thinking about Cho anymore is because of, like, his grief, grief and, like, being in that, that that, like, doesn't really matter. Yeah, he don't have time. Um, Did she... No, she's fine. Um, sorry. Yeah, so I'm wondering if that is, like, also it is he's just, like, not in the headspace to be thinking about, like, oh, Jenny's single now. Oh, never mind, she's not. Um, so, yeah. <clears throat> um, so then they end up, they get to King's Cross, um, and Harry, when they get through, Harry sees a group of people standing there to greet him who he had not expected at all. Um, and it's Mad-Eye, Tonks, and Remus, um, accompanied by Mr. and Mrs. Weasley. Um... Mrs. Weasley asks Harry how he is, and Harry lies and says he's okay. Um, oh, Fred and George are there too. Forgot. Um, they're in their dragon skin jackets. So I hope they are um, not jackets that a dragon had to die for, and maybe they just you know they shed their skin. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Or or they died natural yeah. death, lived long lives, and then long happy away, lives, and then was like you know beautiful gowns. Yeah, take my take my skin. It's fine. I don't need it anymore. Hi, hi, Harry, said Remus, as Mrs. Weasel let go of Harry and turned to greet Hermione. Hi, I didn't- Hashtag dad. Hashtag dad, we will say. <laughs> hashtag dad, it will never not be sad. Yeah. Um, hi, said Harry, I didn't expect, what are you all doing here? Well, said Remus, um, we thought we might have, ha- we might have a little chat with your aunt and uncle before letting them take you home. I don't know if that's a good idea, said Harry at once. Oh, I think it is, growled Moody. That'll be them, will it, Potter? Um, and he jabs his thumb over his shoulder, his magical eye evidently uh, peering at the back of his head. Um, and there are the Dursleys. Um, ah, Harry, said, Mrs. said Mr. Weasley. Well, well, 
turning from Hermione's parents, whom he had been greeting enthusiastically and who were taking it in turn to hug Hermione because they had not seen her in a year. Or more. Or more. Um, Hermione never goes more than a year because she was home. She was there with them. She's at grandma place from like the beginning of the summer. Two years. It's been two years since Hermione's seen her parents. (laughs) Um, And so they're actually here for once and are really excited to see her. Is it fan theory that like Hermione obliviated her parents like way early? (laughs) Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't buy that. Yes. Neither do I. Like, I, I, like, as a theory, I'm, like, fine. But I, it's, like, one, it's, like, way too sad and they need to, like, everyone needs to chill off that because too many feelings. But also, they're here now and I don't think it actually happened. But I understand why people would have that theory. Because she's never there. Um, Delia says, Harry's support group is saying, where the nurse is at, I just want to talk. Right. And that's exactly what's happening here. Um, so they go over to the Dursleys. Good afternoon, said Mr. Weasley. You you might remember me. My name's Arthur Weasley. (laughs) As Mr. Weasley had single-handedly demolished most of the Dursleys' living room two years previously, Harry would have been quite surprised if Vernon had forgotten him. Sure enough, Uncle Vernon turned turned a deeper shade of puce and glared at Mr. Weasley, but did not say anything. Sorry. Um, We thought we'd just have a few words with you about Harry, said Mr. Weasley. Yes, growled Moody, about how he's treated when he's at your place. Uncle Vernon, um, his mustache seemed to bristle with indignation. Um, and he addressed himself to Moody, in t- like, because apparently the bowler hat gave him a mistaken impression that he was dealing with a kindred spirit. Um, I don't know what he thought, but he thought. What are you eating? I think that's actually table. Or is it my headphones? No. It did sound like a dog treat, but then the headphones are also weird. Y'all. Never again. There's a lot of interruptions, but it's only one thing this time. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be hard to. I don't know what she's eating. Fuck. Right. Um, so Vernon says, I am not aware that it is any of your business what goes on in my house. I expect that what you're not aware of would fill several books, Dursley, growled Moody. Anyway, that's not the point, interjected Tonks. The point is, if we find out you've been horrible to Harry, and make no mistake, we'll hear about it, added Remus, pleasantly. Pleasantly. Yes, said Mr. Weasley. Even if you won't let Harry use the felly tone. Telephone, whispered Hermione. <laughs> yeah, if we get any hint that Potter's be- been mistreated in any way, you'll have us to answer to, said Moody. Um, Uncle Vernon swelled ominously. Are you threatening me, sir? He said so loudly that passersby actually turned to stare, which for someone who cares a lot about appearances is not, not, not working for him. Yes, I am, said Mad-Eye. And do I look like the kind of man who can be intimidated? Well, said Moody, pushing back his bowler hat to reveal his sinisterly revolving magical eye. Um, yes, I'd have to say you do, Dursley. And then uh, Mad-Eye turns to Harry. So, Potter. This is just a problem. So, Potter, give us a shout if you need us. If we don't hear from you for three days in a row, we'll send someone along. Um, Petunia whimpered piteously. <laughs> She's just like, all these weird-ass wizards coming in my house. We can't have it. 
Um, we will not have it. We will not have it all. <laughs> uh, bye then, Potter, said Moody. Take care, Harry, said Remus. Um, keep in touch. Harry will have you away from there as soon as we can, said Mrs. Weasley. We'll see you soon, mate, said Ron. Really soon, Harry, said Hermione. We promise, even though Hermione, no, Hermione maybe need to you go need home. to stay with your parents. He somehow could not find words to tell them what it meant to him. See them all ranged there at his side. Um, instead, he smiled, raised a hand and fell farewell, turned around and led the way out of the station toward the sunlit street with Uncle Vernon, Opportunia and Dudley hurrying along in his wake. Um, so, I mean, that one, that's the end of the chapter. Um, it's in the book. It's in the book, yeah. Um, but I do think it's important. Like, I like the end of this chapter a lot because it's like, you know, serious is gone right but he still has like the support family. system and he still has family and people who really care about him and who are like we need to talk to the dursleys because harry's been through a lot of shit and he doesn't need to go back to his right i do wish that like, they would have done this three books ago yes but, but also they weren't all they like, weren't all together yeah so that's one thing serious was on the run yes remus was dealing with his own shit i think this is actually the moment yeah unlike dumbledore Right, Dumbledore could have done it earlier. Yeah. We just don't talk about Dumbledore? Yes. <laughs> but this right. is also good because, like... <coughs> excuse me. Bless you. <coughs> excuse me again. Bless you again. This is also good because, like, Petunia knows about Dumbledore and Remember My Last and all that stuff, but um, she need, they need to see the numbers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think this is good. Okay, who is your MVP? Minerva, motherfucking McGonagall. That's her actual um, name. Name. Her full name. Okay. Her government name. A gummit. Yeah. Um, because first of all, four sentences to the chest, and then also like her and uh, like just the petty is also great. She's the like, petty is. I'd run after her, but Peeves has my walking stick. I'm already doing my part. Y'all go do yours. Take my bags. Yeah. You too. Just whatever your names are. You up to the you to the office. The thing. Go. You know what I'm talking about. Wouldn't you agree, Snape? Uh, I mean, I guess. So. I, I guess. Yeah. It's my mm-hmm. favorite part. He said. He said what? Oh, I mean, yeah. I, I suppose. <laughs> um. So yeah, McGonagall. What about you? Serious Black. That's fine. I will yep. allow it. Um, I don't need to tell y'all why. Okay. Because. Tell us about the chat then. Oh. Um, so in the chat we have Bay Friend Deb with Luna as her MVP. Delia says Luna for being wise and what Harry needed in a time where it seemed no one could understand. Um Amani has a co-MVPs of Luna and Nick G for always being badass in so many different ways. Accurate. 
and Portia, Shape Queen, serious for having Harry and the Wizarding World back when he didn't even know he needed it, which is true. And Sailor Portia, Minerva, a wise mm-hmm. woman. Mm-hmm. So wise. So very wise. Okay. Who did you binge? I benched. Uh, this one was difficult for me. Um, but I I have to go with benching Malfoy. Mm. Um, I just feel like in a weird way, I feel like there's like the symmetry between Malfoy and Harry. Like they're both hurting for different reasons. But Malfoy is hurting because of something his dad is mm-hmm. and a belief system they subscribe to. And right. that's your own problem. And yeah. And Harry's hurting because his dad is a Nazi and his aunt. You mean... Malfoy's Malfoy. dad is a yeah, Nazi. Yeah, yeah. Harry's hurting because Malfoy's dad, Malfoy's auntie, Malfoy's baby brother, they all... All of them. All of them. Oh, it is. Um, um, I've been Fudge because he deserves it. And after after all this time, we saw we saw the moment. Luna has words. She has things that she wants to say. <laughs> Luna also been um, Fudge. We saw, yeah, Luna also been Fudge. She, fudge. She co-signs me on that. Um, he just, you know, all the all the traps he's falling into. Dumbledore told him. He was like, Voldemort's back. Here's what we have to do. And Fudge was like, nah, I'm not going to do that. Now look, the Dementors have abandoned Azkaban. So there you have it. Also, can we just talk about the fact that um, Azkaban was created as a prison to keep the Dementors from coming to like the mainland? Which is fucked up, right, granted. Yes. But that was the reason. It was to keep the Dementors happy on the island. And now that's not even the thing. So now Fudge... Has Azkaban still, but now the Dementors are on the mainland, and so this has been centuries of Azkaban being open to deter the Dementors from coming to go to other people, and now it's not the case. So you played yourself. Congratulations. Congratulations. Um, what about the rest of the folks? Um, Bayfriend Deb benched Harry. No real reason, just. Luna's my MVP. Harry is benched. Um, Delia bitches Malfoy and his cronies. Your daddy's about to be outed. You got to chill. Um, Amani bitches Harry. No love for Harry. Delia said, Delia said, man, Harry can't get no slack. Even in grief. I I get it, but damn, y'all don't play. That's cold. Cold That's so cold. Like, okay. (laughs) Right. Amani said, I mean, I feel for him. I get it, but he's still benched. Um, Wild. <laughs> no love. No love. Okay. <laughs> Portia, Shady Portia, also benches Harry. No love. So many Harry benches, my God. <laughs> That's wild. I Sailor mean, Por- I'm both Portia. Shady Portia and Sailor Portia both bench Harry. So it's it 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 bees that way sometimes. It just you know, it bees that it's way. Unfortunate. Oh, and there's a shade award. 
Hogwarts defenders for showing Umbridge as much respect as she was worth and Harry's support network for letting the Dursleys know they ain't shit. She said they ain't S-word because she's a academic and a lady. But I'm not. And a lady. They ain't shit. Okay. Um, and there you have it. The end of Order of the, the Phoenix. Of Order of the Phoenix. Luna benches Luna. It's been real. For being a problem. The entire recording. She just has a lot of energy. The full on recording. A lot of feelings. Um, so thank you for listening. <laughs> Next week we will be discussing Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix as a whole. Make sure to follow along and let us know who you think is the real MVP and who has been for all of the chapters. Like, if you were behind, now is the time. I mean, you wouldn't you got be behind. A week. You wouldn't be behind if you were listening to this episode, I suppose. But like, Order of the Phoenix episodes, all of the chapters. Um, if you haven't sent ones in for earlier ones, but you have them, email me. You can um, or email us at weblackandnerds at gmail You can just send Black. like people have sent word docs. People just put them in the body of the email, just like chapter one, chapter two, <laughs> chapter three, all the way down to thirty eight. Do that. I will record it, and I like doing that shit. Um, and I have time right now, so like definitely it brings her joy. Let me know. Um, Give Bayana a birthday present by sending in your votes. Boom. So simple. So very simple. Um, you can DM on Twitter. You can put it in the Wizard Team hashtag, Facebook, pretty much anywhere that you think that we'll see it. I'll Make post. sure that we'll see it. Let us know. Send it to us. I will put it all in. The deadline is April seventh um, at six p.m. Pacific time. Um, all the way up until that point, I'll be taking them in and putting them in the spreadsheet. As soon then, as we press play on the movie, then we're done. done. Um, and next week when we do the recording of like kind of the recap of the entire book, then we'll like announce who won the book and Serious. who lost the book. Who won the book and Serious. who lost the book. You saying that is not going to make that true. So that's. Are you sure? Yes. Serious won the book. I've Spoiler. Seen, I've seen the numbers. Numbers. I know who's winning Shmumbers. right now. Okay. Don't forget also that we'll be doing a live tweet of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, the movie, on April 7th at 6 p.m. Pacific time. Join me. Join Bayana. Join Amani. Can I tell the times first, though? No. I just want to make sure No that one they else know. is going to be there except for you and me and Amani, apparently, because they won't <laughs> know what time it is. Um, 6 p.m. Pacific time, 7 p.m. Mountain time, 8 p.m. Central time, 9 p.m. Eastern. Now and go to timeanddate.com for international time. For international time zones. Um, yeah. Um, so after the movie, we will recap both the book okay. and the movie, and we'll figure out who is the real MVP and who is benched for the book. Um, and on April 18th, week after next, we will start Harry Potter and the Half Blood Prince. And yes, that's all it. That's it, right? That's it. That's it. We did it. Yay. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And we will see you on Saturday on the internet and the next Wednesday on Wizard Team. See you on the internet.